Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianmedia.com. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Welcome to Light of the East on this radiant time of our Lord's resurrection. And in particular, on this Thomas Sunday. I'm Father Thomas Law, your host here on Light of the East. For those of you in the Latin Rite, you are observing the Sunday of Divine Mercy. And it's very interesting because this Sunday after Easter in the Byzantine liturgical calendar is also a Sunday of Divine Mercy, so to speak. It's a Sunday in which we commemorate the event of Jesus Christ appearing to St. Thomas and the apostles in the upper room, which was indeed a moment of great mercy by our divine Savior. So we sort of, in a sense, East and West are celebrating a very, very similar kind of theme and event and reality. And it's also in the Byzantine liturgical calendar, a kind of a homecoming Sunday. In fact, some of our customs are, is to have a bread that we bless on that day after church, after liturgy, and we have kind of a little banquet. Sometimes it's uh, one of those uh, potluck type banquets that are famous in parishes, and sometimes it's prepared more formally, whatever. But the idea is that everyone comes back together again in the spirit of the apostles, who were once again gathered for the first time together after Jesus' death and resurrection. This is their first time in the upper room where they're all together this time with Thomas. And so we do the similar kind of thing in our parishes. So this is a Sunday with a the theme of homecoming. And there are a number of opportunities to come home or to come together from far and wide. And one of those is coming up this summer, which all of you should really know about and hopefully you can take part of because these are part of the our good friend Jack Fiegel, again, Jack Fiegel's Orientali Lumen Conferences. One of those is in Euro East. It's called the Euro East Number no. 4 Conference. And the theme is St. Cyril and Methodius, Mission and Unity. And this is going to happen in July, July 8th to 11th. It's a chance to go to Bratislava, Slovakia. And the agenda will begin with registration on Monday afternoon and conclude with lunch on Thursday. There will be plenary sessions by prominent speakers from both the Catholic and Orthodox churches, a variety of liturgical worship services, and many opportunities for fellowship with other participants and the speakers. Photos and excerpts from sessions of past conferences, a registration form, and online registration can be found at olconference.com. That's olconference.com. So again, that's a St. Sir Methodius Mission Unity Orientali Lumen Euro East Number no. 4 Conference, July 8th to 11th. Find out by going to olconference.com. 
Now, there'll be a United States version of this, so we can all gather in Washington, D.C. at the Washington Retreat House. And this Oriental Lumen Conference is called Vision of a Reunited Church. Vision of a Reunited Church. And that's June 7th to the 20th, 2013. And again, for information, go to olconference.com, olconference.com. A lot of great speakers here. And of course, the Oriental Lumen Conferences, like this program, Light of the East, are dedicated to Christian unity, to presenting especially the riches of the Eastern Lung of the Church, as John Paul II called it, but also the Western Lung as well. But in light of ecumenism, so a couple places to gather far and wide, Washington, D.C. and Bratislava, Slovakia. And we'll be giving you more information about this over the next several months. But again, olconference.com, olconference.com. There's another kind of gathering closer to our home here at the studios of Light of the East, but actually involving people who are far away, even in the Middle East, and those who are in America as well that have connections and background in the Middle East. And that is a special gathering, a benefit occasion for the Maronite Church in America, one of the Maronite dioceses or eparchies in America. And to tell us about it, we have a representative from there. He's the pastor of Our Lady of Lebanon Maronite Parish in Lombard, Illinois, which is in the Chicago area, kind of close to me. His name is Father Charles Kachan. Father, welcome to Light of the East. Thank you, Father Loya. Father, tell us a little bit about yourself first and your parish, a little bit about your background. You have initials after your name, MLM. And so tell us about that. Yeah, actually, we are the only Maronite Catholic Church in uh, the Chicago area. And when we talk about Maronite, we are talking about uh, one of the Eastern Catholic churches. You know, as you well know, that uh, when we think about the Catholic Church, we think about the Roman Church, but actually there are 21 other Eastern Catholic Churches, and the Maronite Church is one of them. We have been in communion with, uh, with the Sea of Rome, with the, with the Holy Father, for, uh, since the, the, the establishment and the founding of the Maronite Church. We are called Maronites, uh, following the name of our patron saint and founder, St. Maron, who was a monk who lived in, uh, in the mountains between Syria and uh, Turkey uh, now. And uh, we are rooted, our roots are in Lebanon, Syria, all over the Middle East. And actually we became a universal church because of immigration. We are all over, in the, in, all over the world. Father, what is your liturgy? What, what tradition does it come from? We, 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 are, we, have, uh, we, are, we follow the Antiochian Syriac tradition. We are, we are an Antiochian church uh, with the, with the, with that follows the Syriac tradition. And when I say Syriac tradition, uh, it means that our uh, language and uh, our liturgies is uh, the traditional language, the liturgical language is Syriac, or as uh, some people know it, as Aramaic, which is the same dialect, same language. So we are the Antiochian Syriac tradition uh, uh, of the East. So if someone were to visit your parish to attend liturgy, the, ma- the Mass, liturgy on, uh, you call it, what is the word you use for liturgy? Uh, we use the word kurbono, that means offering. When we talk about liturgy, we use the word kurbono. That's the traditional word that we use. The, the kurbono, that, that, that means the offering. It is the time for the offering of the people uh, to God. That's, that's the word that we use. And uh, we still use till today uh, some of uh, the parts of the Mass are in, in Syriac, especially the consecration, the trizagion. Holy are you, O God, are you, are you uh, holy one, holy, holy are you, immortal one. We say it also in Aramaic, and that's, as you know, also is specific to the Eastern churches. So let's say, for instance, a Latin Rite Catholic to attend your korbana, that they could receive Eucharist, and that would be their obligation for Sunday, correct? So absolutely, 
absolutely. As, as I said, we are uh, in a Catholic church, an Eastern Catholic church that is in communion with the, with the, with the Holy See, with the Holy Father. So, yes, as a, a Roman Catholic, any Catholic that comes to our church will be fulfilling his Sunday obligation. As a Maronite goes to any Catholic church, also is fulfilling his obligation, his Sunday obligation. Now, you're having a special gathering, because we're talking about gathering and homecoming today on this Thomas Sunday in our program today. It's happening Saturday, April 27th at the Renaissance Schomburg Convention Center Hotel, and that's, in, again, the Chicago area. Tell us about this gathering. What is this, and why is it happening? Yes, uh, this gathering, uh, gathering is a fundraiser for the eparchy of Our Lady of Lebanon. That is the eparchy that we are under here in, she, in the Chicago area. And uh, basically... The gathering, the fundraiser, is to provide funds for the eparchy, to provide education for seminarians, support for small parishes. We have our eparchy. Let me explain first, if I may, that the eparchy is uh, spread in many states, and uh, we have about uh, 40 to 43 parishes around uh, in, in the United States, in the U.S., and we are we are stretched, and we are in 34 states actually, with uh, with 43 parishes. And we are uh, between from Ohio to Louisiana to California. Basically, the Ohio River is split between uh, the two eparchies, St. Mary of Our Lady of Lebanon. So as I said, uh, we are spread all over. We have some small parishes. We have seven seminarians now that are getting prepared for the priesthood. We have, se- we have several uh, retired priests that uh, serve the eparchy some of them for 40 years or for 50 years, for, for so many years. So we also have to provide care for those uh, priests. And also we have so many Maronites in many different areas in the U.S., and they are trying to start uh, new parishes, new missions, to also provide support and for the expansion of the Maronite churches all over the, uh, the, the United States. And your bishop is located where? Our bishop is located now in St. Louis, Missouri. And the other Maronite eparchy, the bishop is located in New York, correct? Yes, in Brooklyn, New York. So for the whole United States, and this may be a little surprising for some of our listeners who are of the Latinite tradition, it may be surprising for them to hear that in the entire United States, there's just two eparchies. So your eparchy encompasses many, many states, right, Father? Yes, 34 states. <laughs> yeah, 34 states. Yeah, my eparchy covers 12 states, and I think that's big, but yours is really big. <laughs> Now, the, now the eparchy you're in now was did, was that a more recent eparchy than the one in New York? Uh, yes, it was. It was originally it was one one eparchy that started that was established beginning in, in Detroit. Then, uh, by the permission of uh, Blast John Paul II, it was moved to Brooklyn, New York, and we had an auxiliary with uh, Archbishop the late Archbishop Archbishop Zayek, who was uh, uh, the Maronite bishop at the time. Uh, to, to tour the United States to be to be to be auxiliary for, for the bishop. Then in the 1994, if I'm not mistaken, uh, also by the permission and the command of the blessed John Paul II, the eparchy was split into eparchies to be able to cover the, for the bishop to be able to cover more states and to be to, for for more convenience for the bishop and uh, for the for the faithful to be in connection with each other. Father, this benefit dinner, which is, again, going to take place Saturday, April 27th, and we'll give information about that in a moment. I just want to ask you this. The benefit is for your people, seminarians, clergy, and so on, here in the United States, right? It's not for the Middle East, correct? Yes, it is, it is for our people here in the United States. And do you have a lot of connection with the church in the Middle East? Uh, we, have, we do 
Qatar because, as you know, we are uh, we, our, our roots come from the Middle East, come from Lebanon. So our patriarch, who is uh, the head of the Maronite Church, is uh, in Lebanon. As we say, the, the the word that we use the easiest for everybody to understand our headquarters, if you want, if you want yes. to say, <laughs> is in Lebanon. So yes, we have connections with Lebanon. We have connection with the connections with the Church of Lebanon. Since our patriarch, our head, the head of our church, who happens also to be elevated to cardinal by uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI in, in November, and he participated in the conclave, in the last conclave also, uh, is in Lebanon, and we have we have the connection with them. Our bishop goes once or twice a year for the synod of the bishops and the yearly retreat of the bishops and the bishops' meetings. Yes. Well, if there are people out there like myself who are interested in attending this benefit banquet, where can they go for information? Uh, you, you can call uh, Our Lady of Lebanon at 630-932-9640. That's the church number. There is also a website that explains, uh, that gives an information, uh, information about uh, the tickets, about uh, table purchases or individual tickets or uh, even donations. That is ollfriends.com. OLLfriends.com. And also that phone number again is 630-932-9640. Again, this is for the benefit dinner for the Maronite Church here in America on Saturday, April 27, 2013. Father, I want to thank you for being a part of our program today. We'll continue to promote this event, and hopefully we'll have you back on a number of times again here on Lay of the East. Oh, yeah. If I may also mention, and uh, for people, you were talking about the communion between churches and ecumenism. Uh, our guest of own honor and keynote speaker at this event will be His Eminence Cardinal George. Ah, oh, very good. He's a long-standing uh, friend for the Maronite Church, a long time for the lifelong friend uh, of the Maronite Church. And actually, when I met him last August, I was uh, impressed how much he knows about the Maronites, about the Eastern churches. Yes. Just, uh, talking specifically about the Maronite Church, and uh, I consider him a scholar in the Maronite Church. So also, that will be, we are honored to have him as our guest of honor and keynote speaker at the event. So your event will breathe with both lungs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much, Father. God bless. Have a most Thank blessed you, season. for your time. Thank you. I ha- and happy Easter to you. Thank you. We'll talk more about our homecoming Sunday, the Sunday of St. Thomas in the Byzantine liturgical calendar when we return. I'm Father Thomas Loyal on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support in order to keep Light of the East on the air. You can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Live in a palace, but stay poor. And now, a Szeptyski Institute Minute with Father Peter Galadza. In 1939, the great Catherine Doherty, founder of Madonna House in Canada and a protege of Dorothy Day, visited Archbishop Andrei Szeptyski in his palace in Ukraine. Szeptyski himself was an aristocrat, but this is how Doherty describes her visit. I was ushered into a parlor furnished with the utmost simplicity. Why was it that my mind suddenly imagined Assisi? Something in the poverty of the palace brought St. Francis to mind, for I knew that Count Szeptycki was very wealthy. Later, my guess was confirmed by an old peasant woman whom I asked why everything was so poor and shabby. She answered, Oh, didn't you know? 
The Archbishop never spends anything on himself, his comfort, or food. It all goes to his poor and his many works of mercy. To learn about degree programs in Eastern Christian Studies, visit shiptitskyinstitute.ca. That's S-H-E-P-T-Y-T-S-K-Y institute dot C-A. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. The Tabor Life Institute, which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to TaborLife.org. That's TaborLife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's TaborLife.org. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya on this Thomas Sunday. Also, in the Latin rite, it's observed as Divine Mercy Sunday, especially during and after the pontificate of Pope John Paul II. But as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the program, I find it rather providential that both lungs of the church breathe in the spirit of mercy on this Sunday. Because in the Eastern churches, we don't have divine mercy per se. We don't have that observance or feast per se. But there certainly is very definitely, a divine mercy, a divine mercy reality to this observance on this Sunday after Pascha, or after Easter, after our Lord's resurrection. Because it's Thomas Sunday, when our Lord gathered together with the apostles for the first time, when they're all back together again, of course, minus Judas, this time Thomas was with them. He met with them in the upper room, and so we have a kind of a homecoming kind of aura or theme to this feast day, this Sunday of St. Thomas. And also, you recall that Jesus Christ asked Thomas to move from faith to belief. In fact, one of the most important phrases in all the scripture comes from St. Thomas. You know, it's almost as though the entire Bible, all of Jesus' work and his mission on earth, was to bring about that one phrase in the lips of one person who, of course, would symbolize all of us. And that one phrase is, to Jesus Christ, my Lord and my God. That was it, to bring us all to understand and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and God. And Thomas utters that. He moves from disbelief to faith in a profound way. And he did so through Christ's mercy. I mean, Christ could have chastised him again for his doubting, for not being around the first time and being late and so on. But what does he do? He invites him. He invites him to just touch the wounds of his body and to believe. That's all that mattered to Christ. That was his mercy. That's all that mattered. Just believe, Thomas. Just believe and utter those words. Utter those words that you know that I am real. I am resurrected. I am your Lord and your God. And that I am the Lord and God of all people. That's why this is certainly, even in the Eastern churches, a Sunday of divine mercy. I want to remind you again, since this is a homecoming, that we were presenting to you some homecoming, some gathering together, one of them local, at least in the Chicago area, but open to anyone and with connections all the way to the Middle East. So it really is a gathering in the spirit of Thomas Sunday, and that is it's a benefit dinner event for an entire eparchy, which covers 34 states, as many Eastern eparchies do. It's a benefit dinner for the Eparchy of Our Lady of Lebanon, featuring Francis Carlo George as a speaker, the Archbishop of Chicago, 
and is for the Maronite Church in America, which is, of course, an Eastern Rite Church. And information for that can be obtained by going to this website, OLLfriends.com, OLLfriends.com. This event happens on Saturday, April 27th at the Renaissance Schaumburg Convention Center Hotel. It's the first benefit dinner for the eparchy of Our Lady of Lebanon. Interesting concept to have a dinner to benefit an entire eparchy. It would be a great ecumenical effort, a great opportunity to breathe with both lungs. For more information on this unprecedented event, go to OLLfriends.com, OLLfriends.com. The phone number also is 630-932-9640, 630-932-9640. Also, two events coming up. They're a few months away, but especially one of them you want to plan for now because you have an opportunity to gather with other very esteemed speakers in Bratislava, Slovakia, Bratislava, Slovakia at the Oriental Lumen Euro East Number no. 4 Conference. St. Cyril Methodius Mission and Unity is the name of the conference. It's Monday, July 8th to Thursday, July 11th. That's Monday, July 8th to Thursday, July 11th in Bratislava, Slovakia. Information for that can be obtained by going to olconference.com, olconference.com. This, of course, is organized by a great friend here at Light of the East, Mr. Jack Fiegel, who is the head of Eastern Christian Publications. He's also offering an Oriental Lumen Conference in Washington so we can gather there together, Washington, D.C. It's called Vision of a Reunited Church, Monday, June 17th to Thursday, June 20th, 2013. And again, same place for information, olconference.com, olconference.com. We'll be hearing a lot more about this in the next several weeks and months, but I want to give you kind of an early heads up, especially for the trip to Europe. Got to plan ahead for that one. Here at Land the East, we're doing a kind of a, a series on the new Pope, Pope Francis, the newly elected Pope, especially in terms of the Eastern churches, the implications of this new Pope for the Eastern churches. And there are many, actually. That's why we're going to do it as a series. One of the implications is that this Pope has an interesting connection with the Ukrainian Byzantine Church. Now, from a source called Religious Information Service of Ukraine, there's an interesting article that explains some about this. This is an interview with Sviatoslav, who is considered to be the patriarch, technically is the major archbishop for the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic Church in the whole world. He, of course, is located in Ukraine. And he said this, I'd like to first say that the newly elected Pope Francis was mentored by one of our priests, Stefan Camille, who is now buried in the Basilica of St. Sophia in Rome. Today's Pope, during his time as a student of the Salesian School, awoke many hours before his classmates to concelebrate at our Divine Liturgy with Father Stephen. He knows our tradition very well, as well as our liturgy. The last time I had an opportunity to see him was as I was preparing to leave Argentina for Ukraine. I asked him to bear witness to the process of beatifying Father Stephen Camille, to which he gladly agreed. The Holy Father very well knows not only of our church, but also our liturgy, our rites, and our spirituality. Apart from this, Pope Francis, as Archbishop of Buenos Aires, was assigned as ordinary for Eastern Catholics, specifically those who at the time did not have members of their own eparchy. Our eparchy in Argentina, let's say, suffragan to the Archbishop's seat of Buenos Aires. In this way, Cardinal Bergoglio always took care of our church in Argentina. And as a young bishop, I took my first steps in Episcopal ministry under his watchful eyes and help. Because of this, I am positive that the Holy Father will be a great help to our church. I expect that great things await our church with this Pope. Now, the major archbishop, Sheptoslav, the Ukrainians, also says this about the new Pope. 
In regards to the personality of the new Holy Father, he is an incredibly modest person. For example, as Archbishop, he never relied on his own automobile, rather relying on public transportation, always in simple clothing. He mostly stands out in his enormous care for the less fortunate, visiting the most impoverished neighborhoods. He is a person, I would say, of great pastoral foundation. Well, these are the words, again, of Patriarch Svyatoslav, or the major archbishop for the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholics worldwide, who is located in Ukraine. Now, this connection with the Ukrainian church and this new pope is something we're going to address further in upcoming programs. We have a lot to do with this new pope and his implications for the Eastern churches. So hopefully you'll stay tuned to our series here at Light of the East on Pope Francis and the Eastern churches. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East's mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support in order to keep Light of the East on the air. You can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East 14610. Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610, Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. Oh.